welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast for Ahsoka. My name is Dan, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, or I guess my commentators, Noma. Hello there. And Ed. Hello. hello. How is the soccer game going today, Ed? We'll, we'll see. We'll see <laughs> half time, right? We've got we'll an injury see. already? Potentially. So hopefully, Potentially. hopefully he's all right. Walking off all right. all right. We'll see. What are we talking about today? We are discussing the episodes, uh, the episodes, yes, the events of Ahsoka <laughs> Part 7 now, I believe, Dreams and Madness. Now, we're going to assess what happened in the episode, what may happen in the last episode of the season, which is going to be next next Wednesday. Yeah, next Wednesday is the last Wednesday, episode. Yeah. I believe. So, and we'll talk about all the Easter eggs we found or could find, and if the internet has found any more, because those, um, that orb, I guess, was galactic basics that was flipped around that was cool um so we'll definitely we'll definitely be talking a lot about this episode and if there's anything we don't mention or if there's something that you feel we should have mentioned please please contact us there's many ways to do so no one's going to give you a few right now and then at the end if you've missed anything we will repeat that at the end of the podcast absolutely uh so yeah one of the easiest ways to find us as always is our website which is voiceoftheforce.com uh, we've also got our email, which is connect at voiceoftheforce.com. On social media, we're on Twitter, Instagram, and Threads. The handle for all three is at voiceforcepod. As always, retweeting and reposting our new episode tweets does help with growing our listener base and is very much appreciated. You can listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and all major podcast platforms. Reviewing us with five stars on a comment helps with visibility, and you can subscribe for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases. And as always, we are on Twitch. That is twitch.tv slash voiceforcegaming. I'll keep my shilling of it kind of short this time. Right now, our schedule is two days a week. If you are interested in watching on Tuesdays at about 10 p.m. EST, we are currently doing me and a VTuber friend, at, or yeah, VTuber friend, ironically named Roomba friend, doing co-op Baldur's Gate 3. It is interesting. <laughs> uh, if you watched our last episode, there was an unfortunate little error that happened on my end. But uh -oh. um, let's just say that next week we'll be seeing whether or not Asterian actually lives, thanks to Roomba's choices. So uh he, he, after him, did he? He, he literally was just like Asterians under my protection. By the way, here's the instructions on how to get to our camp. And I was like, why would you do that? And he was like, Oh, I thought like we were gonna prove that he was good. And I was like, Well, I mean maybe, I guess we'll see. But we're we're currently dealing with anti-ethyl, so we'll see afterwards, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're at the we're at the puzzle room, the the flowers and the gas, and we'll see. Oh, I'm gonna let him figure out how to get through it. He's gonna brute force it, you know. He is probably he might. I might be dragging his corpse to the boss fight. Oh god! <laughs> get finally get there and just just put it in the way. It's like I'll, you're, I'll just, you're the I'll just throw him. Yeah. I'll just throw him at Ethel. See what happens. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then on Fridays. I am doing Arma Star Sim with uh, the group that I'm with, which is the 91st Mobile Reconnaissance Force. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, in the coming month, I might be switching up my gameplay for it. Uh, so that might be interesting because I have uh, officially now joined their version of the GMs, I guess, hey. for the Arma missions. So I'm going to get to be uh, Overlord, as it were. Nice. Yes. See how the missions are. Yeah, here. you get to be the overlord now. <laughs> Weird. I, I did my training, and uh, the guy did his basic stuff, and he was like, uh, "Okay, so yeah, like that's all the basics. Uh, do you have any questions?" And my first question was, "How do I call in fire missions on people? <laughs> <laughs> how do I just I just want to orbital bombard <laughs> our troopers? How do I do it?" And he was like, "Well, there's a bunch of regulations. I'm like I'll read them, but tell me." <laughs> so uh, yeah, I now know how to do a bunch of stuff in what's called Zeus. Uh, in Arma 3, so hopefully I will be able to show some of that off. And, uh, yeah. I can just see so you being like, droids, 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 more droids, more, more! Oh, oh 100%. Bombardment! Yeah, bombardment! Wave, wave after wave. I, I also <laughs> learned Grievous. how to do airdrops, <laughs> so I don't I don't even need to spawn the droids. I can just have the uh, HMP gunships come by and, air, and parachute them in. That's so funny. Uh, so that'll be super fun. But yeah, uh, that is Fridays and occasional Saturdays. 
Uh, by the time this episode comes out, it will be too late. But I think this Saturday, uh, there will be an Arma Saturday stream. And I'm going to be trying to do more of those because they are quite fun. And uh, a lot of the clips that I get from them, I think, are, are very entertaining. So, yeah, if you're curious of seeing what that gameplay is like, I try to find all of our good clips and put them on our page. So, once again, that is twitch.tv slash voiceforcegaming. And, uh, yeah, I hope you check them out. Thank you so much, Noma and Ed. Um, yeah, it's, today is the last day of TNTV contest slash giveaway that we're doing. Uh, this episode may not be out in time, but for those who did enter, good luck. And uh, thank you for entering the contest slash giveaway. And uh, congratulations to the winners. And with that said, this is your spoiler warning. If you have not seen episode part seven, um, Dreams and Madness, go watch it now on Disney+. Plus. Uh, and then you can come back and listen to us discuss all about it and spoil it uh, to somebody that has already actually seen the episode, so we can't spoil it. With that said, let's get into the credits. In this war, you will face more than just droids. General Grievous, Asajj Ventress, even Count Dooku. You can face any one of them on the battlefield. your master it's my responsibility to prepare you so practice these forms often or at least more than i do i won't always be there and look out for you if we get separated or something happens you need to be able to make it on your own don't be afraid just remember what i taught you and trust your instincts I know you can do this, Ahsoka. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, this is Ahsoka Part 7, Dreams and Madness. The writer, as always, is Dave Filoni, and the director is Gita Vasant Patel, if I've mispronounced or butchered uh, either of your names. I think I know how to say Dave Filoni. Uh, but yeah, I apologize for that. Um, so the synopsis starts with the worst part of the episode. Not that I'm biased. Uh, as we see on Coruscant, uh, Hera is facing the, I guess, military tribunal. Uh, and like most good military tribunals, there aren't actually any members of the military there. Uh, so that's really cool. Uh, so she's basically defending her actions, uh, that she did with the Eye of Scion and kind of breaking orders and protocol to go and do the missions. Uh, Senator Diziono is the giant walking douchebag that he still is and is basically yeah. just, like, kind of just being an asshole, honestly, for the sake of it, where he's like, the Empire Remnant not real, Empire not real, you did a bad thing. It's like, wow, okay. Cool, uh, but luckily, Hera has Mon Mothma behind her, and by behind her, I mean literally doing nothing and just letting it all happen, um, and is basically just about to let Hera get court-martialed and, I think, stripped of her rank, uh, before C-3PO arrives and, and actually does something. I love And this. actually is useful. Yeah, it's really cool to see him show up again. And but he Daniels basically, too. I'm like, yo, this is yeah, great. Yeah. Um, but he basically shows up and is like, oh, I have new evidence to provide the court, which is General Organa, uh, or I guess Senator Organa, they call her, um, approved this mission so y'all can go fuck yourselves. Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, and so Ziono puts up a big fuss, but uh, ultimately it's like, well, the head of the security uh, council, council yeah. okayed this, so get fucked. Um, <laughs> I just love Ziono coming in and doing that. It's just yeah, like, okay. Uh, and then, like, just to make Ziono even more of a douchebag than he already is, he also insults C-3PO, and Chopper, yeah. like, basically says the equivalent of, I'm gonna shiv you. Yes, um, yes. And it's like, okay, you're literally just, like... Making Almost this guy cartoonishly villainous at this point. Like you're just an asshole. You're like you're um, creating a character that's going to be insulting a beloved character for like decades from yeah. everybody in the series, like all the fans. Like, so it's like this guy is meant to be looking the way he is. Yeah, right. And and then at the end, there's a very confusingly annoying conversation where uh, Mon Mothma is basically like, "Ah, oh, you still did a bad thing to Hera," and then is like. Uh, does this mean the Thrawn's threat is real? And it's like, does did everyone's cameras turn off, or did the scan over the planet not get transferred over to the ghost? Uh, any of it? Like you've got all this information. Well, it people died. Like they didn't... 
Yeah, it sounds like none of it was used. Are you telling me nobody captured a recording of any of the shit that went down? Like, it's ridiculous. I'm surprised that they didn't bring up the fact that two of the New Republic X-Wings and fighters, like, people like pilots, died. They were there. Yeah, and they died. Yeah. What did they die there's, to? There, there was, what, nothing. four X-Wings and the Ghost, yeah. and two of the X- or three X- five X-Wings. And two of them died. Like, I'm, I'm sure they would have just spun that as like, oh, look, her incompetence got two X-Wing pilots That's what I mean, killed. yeah. I was, was going to wait but, for that, but I didn't hear it, so. Yeah, like, it, it's just shocking that, like, none of anything that they saw was useful. Did, it, did um, we come in it's saying, like, we're starting the hearing, or is it, like, we ha- like we're already, like, partially waiting they, to they it? They were in, like, the midst of it, so okay, they could just hand wave and okay. get it to that. Yeah, so, anyways, that's, that's the straight up worst part of the episode so from there we go back to the good stuff uh which is we get um ahsoka uh training in her jedi ship and at the same time there's a hollow uh projection of anakin that's kind of walking around and instructing her uh we get some nice callbacks in it where anakin's basically explaining that oh yeah you have to train like this because it's not not just droids you're gonna have to deal with asajj ventress and general grievous and uh count dooku and I was thinking to myself, huh, for anyone who only watches live action, that's going to be the first time they've heard Asajj Ventress. Um, so, yeah, basically, uh, no context, but, you know, you should have watched Clone Wars. Um, I love so, that this is the first mention of Asajj in live action. That was cool. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I'm trying to remember who did... Who? No, I, I'm pretty sure it's different, but who did... Who did they say Aura Singh killed in... Uh... Oh, Aura Singh killed... Oh, no, no, sorry. Yeah, I'm thinking of the opposite. Yeah, it was somebody that killed Aura Singh. Woody, yeah, Woody Harrelson's character killed yeah. Aura Singh. Yeah, that was it. Um, but yeah, so anyways, uh, we get another little talk between uh, Huyang and Ahsoka. And we're again, we're seeing more of Ahsoka's old Beckett, personality sorry. coming back. Yeah, Beckett. Um, we see a, a bit of her old personality coming back because she kind of trolls Huyang. Um, yeah. where who it's the same thing we were talking about before. Where Huyang was like, "This is a terrible idea. We don't know if we'll come out in the right place." And Ahsoka's like, "Well, you should have said that." And he's like, "I did multiple times." To- oh, okay, she's yeah, fucking yeah. with me. Um, and so yeah, they they come out, and so we're all expecting what happened last episode uh, with what Thrawn said. And so yeah, at first it's like nothing much is happening, and then you start to realize all oh, those thumps that you're hearing outside are explosions. Uh, it turns out that. And I'm curious how this happened, but uh, they mined the uh, translation point, the hyperspace translation point. So the Purgles have come straight out into a cloud of mines. Uh, it doesn't actually seem to damage them, which is interesting, but it does freak them out. An, enough an annoyance that, for sure. Yeah, it, it freaks them out to the point where once Ahsoka's ship gets out of the Purgles' mouth, um, they all translate back into hyperspace to get away. Um, my main question is, how did they mine it? Although I guess it could be uh, explained with like the Chimera left Atmo to mine and then. Or come it could have been shuttles, like stuff. the it could have been shuttles or like Lambda class stuff, just like dropping them out of the hatch or whatever. It's right? a lot of mines, though. Like I feel like yeah, that, would no, have that taken was like thousands of, of mines. thousands yeah. of trips. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so they basically they they do that. Um, and then once they're out of the minefield, the Eye of Scion releases its weird pirate mercenary uh, ships again. So there's a, a lot of, there's a, a really cool, uh, not even a, really an asteroid chase, but it's like the Pergil Boneyard chase. Um, it's super neat. I am incredibly biased because I love um, asteroid chase scenes. But yeah, she, Ahsoka manages to kill, we see one fighter die on screen, but later it looks like she managed to take out two wings of three. Um, but she basically pulls a Millennium Falcon and, uh, well, she pulls a Millennium Falcon by hiding in the Purgle Bone graveyard. But at the same time, we also see from Thrawn's perspective, um, a very cool scene where basically he is, uh, watching the fight happen. Um, while he's talking with Morgan, uh, she brings a data slate over to him and says, uh, this is all of the, uh, Inquisitors or Inquisitorius's data on Ahsoka Tano, uh, which is a little bit funny because I was like, what on earth does the Inquisitorius have on her? Uh, she's really strong. This is who her master was, and she kills every single Inquisitor that comes after her. Um, but yeah, basically, we get the scene that we were all kind of, I think, hoping for and uh, waiting to see the reaction of, which is as Thrawn's looking through the data pad, um, he goes, oh, her master was Anakin Skywalker. Is that confirmed? Um, and once Morgan says, like, yes, that is confirmed, that was... he changes the strategy. Yeah. I loved it. Um, 
and yeah, it's like immediately he's like, okay, well, I know what his tactics are, so I think I know what hers. Very unconventional. Call the fighters off. Yeah, call the fighters off. Pull them back. Um, and Morgan's like, is that really wise? And um, the the I think unsaid compliment is that yeah, nobody's going to be able to outfly Ahsoka Tano if she was trained by Anakin Skywalker. Um, but he's he basically says like, yeah, she's she's going to be unpredictable. She's going to be brash. Uh, she's going to follow her instincts. So we need to make sure that the trap is wide enough that we can uh catch her whenever she makes her move and so we're seeing again right thrawn's willing to let people have victories if it means that he gets the greater overall victory this is very good introduction to show like we just got introduced to ahsoka for live action people in mm. mandalorian and then they don't really know who she is or like what she's doing so they're kind of introducing that as like anakin's padawan and like yeah. she is a very skilled warrior and everything and that she is you know a pretty decent pilot as well and to have you can't have Thrawn completely destroy or like completely like overwhelm Ahsoka right away, mm. but you can have him see the bigger picture, and then you kind of you kind of get a feel for like okay, Ahsoka is really good, but Thrawn has other machinations in the background, right? So mm. like you get to kind of see how he develops as a character on live action because people are just being introduced to him already, like two episodes, yeah, yeah. right? So I think it's a really good way to like not have the conflict happen right now. Yeah, it's it's a good way to have their opening duel yes. kind of come off neutral. Ah. Um, yeah, and so from there we kind of switch back to the planet. So um, Ezra and Sabine have gathered up the hermit crab people, um, <laughs> and they're they are in this like weird little slow pill bug uh, shaped <laughs> convoy that's going across. And I was like, oh, so we're doing mobile seven samurai. Okay, gotcha. Here we gotcha. go. <laughs> um, so yeah, we get a bit of a, a talk between uh ezra and and sabine it's nice it really harkens back to rebels which i appreciated even if sabine's being very cagey because she's obviously you know not proud of how she managed to get here yeah that i was um, kind of a little frustrated with that part but like you understand it where it's coming from yeah yeah it's it's you know it's not the way she wanted to have met ezra but it's how it is um but ezra's like fine with it it's there, there's also a very funny banter where she she mentions that ahsoka took her on as a padawan and Ezra does this classic, like, wait, really, you? And she's like, what does that mean? He's like, no, no, I meant it as a good thing. And she hmm. kind of waffles around for a little bit. It's so funny, too, because, nice. like, she was, she denied training, like, Rogu, yeah. and she denied training Ezra, too. So it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. But, um, but yeah, so basically we see that. And then we also see uh, that Bayam and Shin have found their convoy because um, they move at the fucking snail's pace. Um, and so Bane basically says, like, haha, here is your Dark Jedi trial. Go and kill them. And Shin says, oh, you're not helping me? And he goes, no, this is where our paths diverge. Because, you know, we, we've basically established at this point Bane's interested in what Peridia is hiding, um, whatever power is there. So he wants to stay behind to do that. So Shin takes the raiders in. Um, we get another scene where Thrawn basically asks the Great Mothers to find Ahsoka. Um, for all of their magic, they don't really seem to be able to do it until Ahsoka... Uh, in an attempt to find Sabine, kind of tries to contact her through the Force. As soon as she finds out where Sabine is, the Great Mothers find where uh, Ahsoka is. Uh, that leads Captain Enoch to begin bombarding the area with the Eye of Scion's turbo lasers, but Ahsoka manages to get away. Um, all part of Thrawn's plan, though. So um, as Ahsoka's coming down, we get to the point where um, Shin and the Mercs are starting to attack the convoy. Uh, it's a it's an interesting chase scene. It's just kind of weird because the vehicle's speed seems to match whatever the plot wants. Because um, they were going super slow, so that they could get found, and then as soon as the chase starts, they can move as fast as the wolves. Um, that's a minor thing. I'm not gonna. No rush. Like, oh, they were just taking their sweet time, me. you know. It's yeah. yeah it's, it's just it's just odd. Uh, and the, God, oh my God, the crab people are worse than Ewoks. Like they're just they're, they they have like stone slingshots and like it do, it doesn't even okay. phase the person. The slingshot was a really cool callback to Ezra with his little like electro slingshot, and I'm like, yeah, that his, might electro, be... his electro slingshot was better than their garbage that they have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have something to say most... about that, like the their like fighting tactics in a minute. Um, yeah, I thought the, it was the really most cool. effective homage. One of them like is one that throws a pot at one of the raiders. And like stuns it long enough for Sabine to kill. Um, but yeah, so Sabine and Ezra are fighting against them. Um, it gets to a certain point where one of the pods gets broken down, so Ezra uh, gets them to do this defensive. It, it, it he makes a caravan wall, uh, which is an old uh, medieval tactic where it's literally that you take your baggage wagons and you make a big. Usually it's a square, but in this case it's, they're circular, so it's a circle. 
um, to try and defend themselves. Uh, the big problem with a baggage wagon, as we see, is that you can just walk between them. So the mercs just get off their mounts and, and attack them on foot. Um, Sabine tries to give Ezra back his lightsaber. He's like, no, no, it's yours. I'm, I'm, I'm a cool monk martial artist This is now. so cool. I love this. It, it's very neat to watch. Um, so you never so see this, ever. In Yeah, in live-action Star Wars, I think this is the first time we've really seen, like, and maybe it has a different name that I don't know about, but like Force Kata, basically. Yeah, Force Martial um, Arts, yeah. Yeah, and so it's pretty cool. They, they use their powers combined to bring down all the, the raiders. Um, Shin tries to get the drop on Ezra. It doesn't work. It just singes some of his hair. Um, that was so funny. He's like, really? It's no, he's, yeah, he's like, ah, you were close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And so he's able to he's able to fin, fend Shin off, which is very cool. Um, and it looks like they've got yeah. the upper hand and with like the yeah, with the force like let's hear back and there's a oh. there's a super cool visual effect when he stops the force and you can see yeah. like the waves of plasma coming off the back end it was really cool yeah it's really neat um however Just at the same time lightsaber back yeah right it <laughs> yeah. Been a lot easier um so him and while him and um sabine are tag teaming uh shin uh Shin had already relayed the location to Thrawn, so he sends two Lat-Ti gunships, which I was super I happy to, to see. That. Right? That was uh, so cool. Yeah. Like, it's, what, the second time we've seen them? In live in action? In live action, yeah. so... Uh, yeah, that's super neat. So well, they drop off the Night Trooper. Mm -hmm. And Andor, did we see those, or were they earlier versions of them? No, I was thinking... Um, because in Andor, when they come down by, like, the... When they're off the Star Destroyer, um, Pershing, and the mm. uh, undercover or sort of troop-like person... Um, they like that the shuttle comes in and it's basically the same thing i don't remember if it was the earlier well, version of it or not well first order it, it, not first order empire. i'm sorry um imp imperial person right yeah per pershing I, you're thinking of mandalorian what am i thinking of you're thinking of mando season three no i'm not thinking of that then what the hell am I? i'm thinking andor when the hell did they use it in andor let me look He's into it because i I'm, I'm moving things okay. together now in my yeah. brain um, but yeah, so uh, it looks like they've got the upper hand until the the night troopers show up uh, with the lat TIs, um, and then it's like, haha! Now we have the upper hand. Surrender! Um, and then as that's happening, uh, Ahsoka and Huyang set up the reverse of what happened in, in the first episode, um, where instead of you know the flyby pickup, it's a flyby drop off. Um, they have a bit of banter about it. Ahsoka gets off in time, lands right in front of Bayan, um, and basically fights him not to win but as a distraction long enough for Huyang to have a return pass. On the return pass, Huyang fires the ship's flares, and the explosions from that allow Ahsoka to, A, slip away, which is cool because it's a callback to Mandalorian, um, and B, steal uh, Bayan's mount and go to run to help uh, Ezra and Sabine. Um, so, you know, as time converges, as it were, uh, we get right as Ezra and right as ezra's but doing a very ezra play again I, I do appreciate how much of his personality they've preserved where it's like oh we're gonna lose oh wait a minute what if we surrender you want to take his captive right oh shit she doesn't uh yeah. <laughs> and so like right as the the gambit's about to uh run out I, sorry i just saw ziggy i don't know what he was attempting to do but just... she's just she's trying to climb the rock and the sun she'll just <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> fall right it. off but um but yeah so right as it looks like oh no this is the end uh soka force pushes a bunch of the night troopers uh rolls in and so now the fight is back in the hero's favor so ahsoka battles shin it's a very one-sided fight um ezra and sabine are able to take out most of the night troopers um and then basically as thrawn seeing this and realizing that bayans ditched them um he orders a general retreat uh, so all the storm or the, all the night troopers pull out, get back in the lats and uh, escape. And this is, I think, one of the first retreats that has actually been successful that we've seen in live action. Because last time it happened, Boba Fett shot both of the transports down. Um, but yeah, so uh, with them all gone, and it's only Shin. Uh, so it's basically like, cool. If you want to surrender and give the lightsaber to me, uh, we can redeem you. And Shin's like, nah, fuck that, and runs off. Um, and Ahsoka lets her run away because it doesn't really matter. Uh, so we basically uh, end this episode with um, the three of them coming back together. And, you know, Ahsoka has a, a very nice reunion with Ezra as we kind of, uh, you know, a and Sabine's very happy that Ahsoka wasn't dead. 
but we kind of get that nice joyous reunion um and at the same time from thrawn's point of view uh because basically when he called the general retreat morgan was like is that a smart idea where we're letting them win and he goes no we're not we ran out the clock now that they've done their little escapade and now that we've gotten rid of the Pergils, um we're at i think the the indicator says they're at 86 percent uh complete cargo transfer and so he basically says yeah they can't get back here fast enough uh we just have to wait until we're finished uh loading up all the cargo and then we'll be finally gone from this wretched galaxy i think uh so i feel like with the ship like with ahsoka's ship i think they could definitely get back in time i i mean right well but yeah but that's what Thrawn's saying right yeah is that they're not going to be able to get back now so we still have the up we like it's that like oh we've lost the battle but we've won the war so yeah with the ship and everything else i mean the biggest downside is going to be that the chimera has guns and ahsoka's starfighter has one back turret yeah um but yeah so that's kind of the the cliffhanger that we're set up on for the i think it's the finale right um yep, finale next is week. gonna be what happens did, so that'll be fun. I did find the lat thing I was thinking about in live action. Mm. It is Mandalorian season three, episode three, the convert, or sorry, chapter nineteen. Um, and it's oh, when yeah, they're running when, out. When they're running out of the yeah. It's modified. Yeah. It's a different. It's a new Republic version of it, but it still has like the two things on the bottom and the two on the top. Mm. But it's like an oval front, and it looks like it's like a one-person vessel almost, or maybe two. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's what I was thinking about. My bad. Yeah, that's fair. When they hit them with the floodlights yes. after running like, out of the yeah yeah, yeah. Stop. yeah. And fun fact, that's actually just an alternate imperial uh, look. Oh okay. Because the the lat ti that I have for Star Wars Legion yep. comes with both of those cockpits. Oh shoot! Do you really go. think those one. guys are yeah. gonna spend time trying to redesign it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We repurposed the Mind Destroyer. Yay! <laughs> it's all good now. We we're yeah. only saying it's for good stuff, but we're still doing the same shit. Yay! <laughs> uh, but yeah, that uh, ends up the episode. I think the only other Easter egg that happens this episode that I missed was uh, they do mention like Moff Gideon and the Mandalore uh, conflict. So now we are canonically being told this is happening after Mando Season 3. Um and yeah it's basically just a thing for uh ziono to be like yeah it doesn't matter i I just shut up i want money um i think that's basically it oh and and there's a small dig and i did appreciate this um where when ezra's uh basically asking sabine for an update on what's happened in the eight years he's been gone um he says um he basically says like oh the emperor died (laughs) <laughs> and Sabine basically says, like, that's what people say. And it's like, yeah, because he has to come back from so nice. Well, it's also like she wasn't anywhere near it. And, like, the Death Star exploded. Yeah. And, like, and so that, that's that's what I did appreciate yeah. is that it is, like, an in-universe. It does make sense for her to say that's what people say. Exactly. Um, yeah. Who, who can really confirm it? Just Luke. Nobody else really survived it as far as we know. It, it's interesting because this episode felt felt like the you know well i I think ed and i were talking about how there was going to be one episode that was going to be kind of uh dead air or kind of empty space um and while it still does have i think uh, enough moments that are good and important to the plot um i think the fact that most of it revolves around the hermit crab people kind of makes it feel like it's it's a it's like 30 percent no i'd say like 50 percent filler I think so. Just because um, the way everything went, it was just like, okay, so we know what's going to happen here. Um, yeah, so they wanted they wanted to show how Ahsoka gets to the planet, gets planet side. So it was just like, all right, we've shown that. Well, we can't have them leave just yet. She's got to meet up and have the reunion. Mm. Also, we got to have a rematch with ba- Balin. Okay. Also, we have to show Shin, but will she die? It's not the last episode, and mm-hmm. she's one of the kind of important characters. So, all I can see from this is just like, all right, well, Balin was just kind of like, hmm, okay, and then went off anyway. Yeah. Uh, doesn't have a mount, so he's walking. He has a connection with Shin, who's going to be like, who was already like, you're not going to help the hell. So it's just like, yeah, I was a little interested on that. Like, what's calling Balin? Yeah, here, here, here's a here's a last lesson for you. Okay, it's don't sure. Yeah, don't yeah. don't rush. He, okay. He was also like, 
do this, and if you succeed, you solidify your place in the new empire. Mm. Right? And he's like, which I Which I found weird, which is like, what empire are you talking about? Bronze Empire, right? Like well, the she's not going back. I think she wanted she's, to kind of join up with, with them, no? Like he want that's what he wanted for her, I guess. That that was what her plan was, yeah. but I or their plan was, but I don't think they realized that Thrawn considers them expendable already. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think um, Balin realized what like I don't think he still realizes what's out here that's calling to him, but it's definitely gotten a lot more like it's been a stronger calling since he's been on mm. Perdia. I, I was talking with someone uh, last week, and they they had a theory where I was like, "Hmm, I don't know what I think about that, but I I could see it happening." Mm-hmm. Um, and that was he was like, uh, I was talking with him, and he was like, "Well, you know, they've already done the world between worlds, and they've harkened back to the mother and the father and the daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what if it's Aboleth?" And I was like, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, think I said that last time too. I was like, maybe? I don't know much okay. about Abolith, but like, yeah. it seems like that's like the one thing that we haven't seen in canon that you guys have told no. me about that would fit the bill with like dark side energy and just like this omnipotent being that could be the energy that he's that's pulling him, right? Well, at um, the same time, it's it's Luke that seals, reseals her or whatever. Is right? that what it is? Okay. Like, so it's just like that are they going to show it to the point where she comes back where he has to do it? That'd be interesting. Or they're just going to go completely mm. different. Maybe like we get Mark Hamill back for a little bit. <laughs> what what could be really interesting? I, I just, I don't understand why they would do this setup, but maybe it's, it's a, a desperate attempt to like redeem the sequel trilogy, but mm. it could be interesting if this turns into the new canon outbound flight. Oh, okay. It's like, yeah. it's like they leave the galaxy and you know the they do with or whatever, and they resolve the Thrawn crisis, and then Bayan comes back. And then there's with something Joris else. Sabayoth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, he is the new Joris Sabayoth, and I would take that because yeah, it seems like <laughs> that. Know. I guess I've heard um, about Jora, but not don't have a full understanding. He, uh, he's he, it's a long story. He's yeah. weird. He's like a dark sage. And I will call this one Luke. <laughs> He's like, yeah, if, the dark if Anakin and Qui Gon had like fused, but then yeah. snapped, yeah, and went that's, crazy that's bio, kind of thing. Yeah. Because he's very like, when you when you meet him in Outbound Flight, you meet him and he's sane, ish, ish. right? <laughs> because Anakin's still a Padawan, Obi Wan's still a Knight. They meet him. The, uh, the Chancellor's telling them all about him. Like, oh yeah, this guy, he's gonna go do a thing, and he's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, I want him to succeed because he's gonna find somebody that I can hide all my shit. Um, and then you see he's charismatic, he's loud. This is he's... prequel trilogy, eh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then shit kind of goes off the rails, and they still make it, but they get cut off. Mm. And this this Sabayoth is there while the Emperor went there, basically killed him, but cloned him. Oh, so shoot. the, okay. the Sabayoth that's mm. there in when Luke shows up in Heir to the Empire is a clone, and it's like Except absolutely insane. He, he doesn't know he's a clone. Oh, yeah, but he's crazy as because... fuck. <laughs> That's he, not so much fun. He was basically the template that Palpatine used to learn how to clone Force sensitive. Yeah, that so would that make he sense. Could clone himself. Yeah. But in this universe, so far as we know, the only thing that we have is Grogu being infused with Gideon, which may not yeah. have any bearing on the Emperor Palpatine stuff in the sequel <laughs> trilogy because what... Emperor Palpatine did not do a good job. Like whoever was mm. doing his cloning shit and... fucked it up. And so that's the thing. We're we're not going to get the same story beats because the story beats are basically Joris tries to uh, turn Luke to the dark side, and Luke's like, "No, screw you. You're not even my dad. You couldn't get close." And so Joris goes, "Fine, I'll make my own Luke with blackjack and hookers." Yeah, and, and his makes, dark Luke. Yeah, yeah. Well, and he so he finds Luke's severed hand or gets his hands oh, on it basically, shit. yeah, and then uses that hand to clone Luke's, and it's Luke with two U's. So and it's it w- Luke, and it would have been like a cryo frozen hand flying through space. Oh no. It would have been on Bespin. Oh, it, it, yeah, it was just it was just a hand like just somewhere in Bespin. They don't really explain how they found it preserved, but whatever. I mean, maybe um, it was like sandy. It's, it's, it's on yeah. the same wavelength of somehow the yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's like, their version of that. So the, the in one, this universe, part, we get uh, Maz Kanata finding the lightsaber, but didn't she didn't want the hand? And then yeah, we get yeah. we get Balin with the hand. What I would love, obviously, and like Balin and Maz walking up to each other, being like, no, like, like fucking Maz taking the lightsaber, and then Jor's fucking like scurrying in like a rat and like grabbing the hand and <laughs> running away, like obviously, <laughs> yeah, or like Balin just coming but, in and them just like looking at each other, like, I just want the lightsaber. Oh, what? I just want the hand. <laughs> the shake on it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's um, the story but, that we get for another time. 
Yeah, <laughs> like the, the the one part of that that I also like is then it, it kind of uh, finishes Mara Jade's uh, story arc, which is really cool. Yeah. Because um, she's obsessed with killing Luke, but doesn't want to anymore. Real Luke or Luke? Um, well, that's the Luke. thing. That's, yeah, that's the thing. Because Palpatine's last order that was basically embedded in her brain is kill Luke Skywalker. And so she's desperate to do it, to get it out of her head, but she doesn't want to kill Luke because she's starting to respect him. Yeah. But she kills Luke. And that, that pulls and so it out. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Loophole. That's yeah. the loophole. That's good. Um, I hope we get Mara Jade in canon. I hear she's good. It's not right now. I, uh, yeah, I think we can late. still do it with Luke being like starting the Jedi Temple and like being the master that he is at the moment. The Mara they... Jade was supposed to like ground him though. So like, but that's what I mean though. It's like we still have things happen. He we wouldn't have sequel Luke years? if Mara yeah. Jade wasn't. No, but him. but see the the biggest problem is that Luke's Jedi Order in the sequels is basically aping on the old Jedi Order. Yeah. So oh, no this attachments. No. Yeah, that, that was the whole thing. Luke Luke's Jedi Order in the EU was, look at what it, the, the rules of the Old Republic's Jedi were. It made them fall. Mm-hmm. Who cares if we have that. attachment? It, it's very on, yeah, it's very on par with... She's um, kind of, she was like the Luke Skywalker we have right now. Well, so so basically his Jedi Order is more on par with, Jolie, with what Jolie Bindo talks about okay. in, in Old Republic, where it's like, because Jolie has a great speech in Code War 1 where he's like, love is, love is not inherently something we should be afraid right. of. It doesn't lead to the dark side. It's caring and wanting to protect it so much that you then start to put dark side I'm thoughts ahead. Which is very similar yeah. like the Qui-Gon stuff, where he like he knew caring yeah. and affection and stuff was important because he's like, I need to be the father that Anakin never got, right? Like he needed that father figure to help guide him through that stuff, right? So So yeah, basically Luke's Shadow Order is all about and also on top of that, it's the why should there be an age limit? As long as you have force potential and the desire to do good, you should come and train. Right. You just need to get those emotions under control. Um, so, yeah, exactly. Mara Jade really grounds him in that and is like, yeah, look, the, like she is one of the first examples of an adult coming into Luke's Jedi Order, learning the light side, following it through. And then from there, you get Kyle Katarn and everybody else kind of slowly coming so in and doing that same thing. Mara was an agent of Palpatine, but later on or early on? from the beginning yeah okay, so she was she, she was, she was the eu equivalent of an well she was the eu equivalent of an inquisitor okay yeah. so then yeah. during the empire she was active yes okay yes and then yeah. they meet after or during after endor after endor yeah. and then she infiltrates after like palpatine's dead but she still has this order to kill luke and all this shit so, happens. so ba- basically no basically she tries to assassinate luke and it doesn't work and then um okay. and then luke's like hey you have force potential Turn. you yeah exactly and yeah. she's like no fuck you and he's like okay maybe maybe later um yeah. but then <laughs> um but yeah then later on she tries again it doesn't work and then eventually she realizes like it it starts off as one of those like i can learn from him and then i can use that knowledge to kill sure. him. um and then it starts getting more and more of like oh he's a actually connection. a really good person um i kind of like the things that he's saying uh maybe i can turn oh god the voice in my head keeps telling me to kill him um to the point it gets real bad during heir to the empire like at certain points she has to leave just so that she won't try to kill him and um they get together eventually like they become yes, a couple after, like they after luke luke dies and after a bunch mm-hmm. of other things I they see. start to get feelings for each other i have an entire comic called union which is about their wedding on yavin 4 of all the fucking places he could have chosen to get married we're all st- yeah, this right? guy man i swear <laughs> to I was gonna say we should have done it on tatooine at his, at his uh Amperu's place I, fucking anywhere would have been better. Like, just, I mean, you, know, just... you know what? No, no, no. The Star Cruiser, the Galactic Star Cruiser, where Han and Leia had their honeymoon. Yeah, well, that would have been better. Yeah. <laughs> that was so fucking bad, guys. Especially because this is after Luke has already learned about Naga Sadow and had to banish him. So he's like, let's just go back to Evil Temple Land. Oh, is that and on Yavin Four? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh Naga shit! Because that's where his first Jedi Temple was, as Yavin Four, and then it turned. I out couldn't understand why the kids kept fucking yeah, getting yeah, evil and, 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 and yeah. possessed and shit. Like, <laughs> I didn't know mm-hmm. that. That's so funny. Oh, the yeah. Masasi were around. He knew and about. It's because them he banished too. it. He's like, now it's a safe place with a good Force energy, and we can now be be good. It's still <laughs> steeped in it. Uh, yeah, but that's that's in interesting it for stuff. Millennia. Yeah. It's like I hope to God that Shin Hati is not the Mara Jade of this universe. I really don't. It wouldn't even really make sense. It wouldn't. And um, I did like knowing like I was watching some stuff with Dave Filoni recently, and he said this mm-hmm. about EU stuff and like Thrawn and whatnot. Is like if there's something in the EU that can be pulled in directly and not changed, 
a whole hell of a lot like and it's it honors the old stuff and it is very very on point with what it was in the eu and it and the fans love it like they will pull that in when they can but mm -hmm. if they have a point where they can bring it in but they have to change a lot of it it's not honoring the old eu story so they just don't bring it in at that point yeah. and so like that's the and thing where it's like i don't think they would do that with shin but like i, I mean I, I would love to i just i just want to know the story more about uh mara mm. jade and i should read the books to be fair yeah. however i have <laughs> there's comic forms too so you yes, can I could digest do that. it easier um, i have the i have the heir to the empire comic book somewhere like the whole series no so okay. it's just the end of it oh okay, um, the okay. The I, dude, they're so hard to fucking find. I, I've oh, I can found imagine. the end of it, which is what I grew up with. Really There's are. probably digital um, versions yeah. of it on like the Marvel app or something. But oh, no, it's it, it was made by Dark Horse. They do have Marvel, um, like it, the Marvel app does have the old Dark Horse stuff, I think, on it too. I yeah, think. then you can find it for sure. I think, yeah, yeah then I should. It's I read them and then I listened to the them. Books or oh. I did both. Yeah, you know, I read them when I was younger, but yeah. um, even the audio is still really good, and I think it's um. I don't think it's Mark Thompson. It might, it's, I think it goes back to Jonathan Davis for that time because he was really doing those at that point. But mm. um, they're still really good. Like Thrawn's done well. It might be Thompson, though, because the Thrawn's voice. I can take a look at it for us. Is Air of the Empire? <laughs> mm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's three part, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's three books. Uh, audiobook is narrated by Mark Thompson. Mark Thompson. Hey, there you go. He does because, a fantastic Thrawn. Like, yeah, he fucking nails it. Uh, I love that they brought in uh, <laughs> Mickelson. This is really close. Lars it's Mickelson. It's really close, but I still give uh, Thompson the, I think, I think the like, nod to it. Yeah, like for a live action and an animation, like having Lars Mickelson as Thrawn really does it. Um, I'm excited to see more of, of like what Thrawn is going to be able to do, especially that we know that there's going to be like an Heir of the Empire movie at the end of all this. Hmm. Um hmm. And like with Mando involved and like the whole Mandoverse stuff. So like we're gonna get Mando in there. We're gonna get probably um, you know, the ghost crew, we're gonna have uh all of like Mandalorians potentially, some See, uh, like I'll give you the rundown right now. It's gonna be so good, so, man. It's gonna be, I'm just excited. Enoch and his crew are gonna be taken out by the Mandalorians. And then Rook like Enoch is going to come Mando, back. You mean, oh, like no, specifically? Rook <laughs> yeah, Rook got them? barbecued. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. fuck. <laughs> Rook. Uh, Rook. Oh, yeah, Rook's because dead. The, yeah, he's yeah, gone. The, the, the original heir to the Empire had a different ending in yes. which he was mm -hmm. involved. So it's yeah. just like, how does... Who is, how does yeah, is, is, when, when he got cooked in Rebels, I was like, well, okay, we can't do that anymore. Do you think, maybe, <laughs> yeah, Shin, exactly, do you think right? maybe Shin might be the new Rook if she joins in with uh, Thrawn? Right now, like, it's an assassination like kind of character, Force-sensitive. The, the, the thing with... If they, if they wanted to beat for beat keep the original Thrawn thing... It has to be a character that Thrawn lied to. Which Shin hasn't had that opportunity yet. I mean, he did. He did lie to them. She she could still be. You have, it, you have yeah. a good thought It would be slightly different. That. Yeah, it would basically be her, like, storming the bridge. And, and then, she's, not, she's, she's not even enough to be, like, you know, being able I, to be manipulated by Thrawn, I think, a bit. Uh, like, yes he's a very no. intelligent character and is able to do that. But I don't know if he would manipulate her. Here, he's not that thing. kind of character so, so here's, with here's people the, on his it, side. So Thrawn, Thrawn manipulating people usually comes down to he thinks he can take advantage of their naivete. But also yes. only against enemies. And so far... No. No? no? Well, because no. that's the original heir. Rook is his bodyguard. Sorry, I'm thinking... Like I'm Rebels. thinking... I'm thinking, like, book Thrawn that I've read so far with, like, even, all even the ascendancy stuff uses, and everything. He uses it a lot on... on, on he, doesn't he teaches them, right? Like, he guides them in a, a loose way he, that helps them kind of improve their own critical thinking. Yes, but he's still manipulating at that point. Look at, look at the positive way. situation. Yes, but yeah. it's still manipulation at the end of the day. Fair enough. Um, call a spade a spade at that point. Teaching mm -hmm. is manipulation but, or no? <laughs> I mean, how, how deep do you want to go? No, I, I, I we're not going to jump into that topic. It's going to go too far. Um, but in this case, I can see it as like, let's, let's go with the Shin storming the bridge thing being just like, you, you call us back. Why? And it's just like, okay, good. You've returned. Spin it to their positive. Mm -hmm. I've been expecting Balin's, you. Yeah. You know. I see Balin's not with you, but I, I can understand you shed him for something greater. Right. Mm -hmm. Now with that, he's just like, she does have force powers, so he can't go too much with anything like that, but arm's length sort of thing. Give her the give her position everything that balan was saying like your place in this new empire yeah right mm -hmm. 
So if Thrawn at that point makes her believe that she's got a set place in it, well, she doesn't have to, like, she can still have her guard up, but she doesn't have to go digging for stuff. And meanwhile, he'll just be like, all right, mm. how do, like Noma said, how do I make, and, and how you said as well, then, how do I get the most out of this situation? I have a force, fucking young force wielder who will listen to me. I've, I don't know, who knows if the Great Mothers are going to come with them, probably, but as soon as they get there, they're going to be like, all right, fuck you, we're going to have Dathomir. I think they're going to stay want. with him, because, like, they really, like, they follow his orders, and they, like, they do, See, that it's interesting, like, there's, a mutual, yet, there's a mutual understanding sure. here, and I don't know what it is, because we don't, well, we haven't seen that, right, but. It's I, a I contract, it's probably, yeah. where it's just like, listen, we'll work together to get back, once we're back, you go your way, we go ours. But I think Thanks he realizes the importance, like, he can't harness the dark side energy, and he doesn't have force sensitivity at all, but he realizes the importance of that now, with how Ezra pulled one over on him, and as well as like how they are able to like track ahsoka and how they're able to do these things that he wouldn't normally be able to do but pulling see, that information in he is even more unstoppable it, it see, really... i see it this way it's the resources around him that he's taking advantage of mm. they are a great resource so sure. why not use them exactly but once you're back in the galaxy where you have the remnant and all their technology and everything like that then it starts to scheme i was like well i have everything i need i don't really mm. need them so if yeah. if by them not fucking with me and all they want to do is go to their planet, do we know that go though? For it. Do they want to go to their home planet? Well, like we, we don't. We, that's the thing. We yeah. don't yeah, know. We don't know yet. any of the details of. So, oh, like we don't know their their like. Um, oh we don't God. know what their agenda is. We don't know. Yeah, yeah exactly. We don't know, we don't know what their plan is or what they're wanting to do. But but counterpoint, if Thrawn wants people who are loyal to him, he if we like we don't know how much that he trusts the Great Mothers Absolutely. and how much they trust him. But we do know how much Morgan trusts him. Yeah. And how much he trusts her. She has the same powers as far Liaison. as Ron is concerned so far. Yeah. Liaison. And also, I can use someone I, I trust to do the Dathomir witch magic instead. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it needs to be explained more at the end of the day. And the Great Mothers definitely have a bit more understanding of like the, the magic part of it, it seems like. But I, I, I don't know. They're using technology that is just like these little metal like balls that shoot lasers out of them, essentially. They haven't yeah. really shown any like of the green magics or like anything of that sort yet. So I'm, I'm and also in- look at how fickle they are too, right? Where it's just mm. like with um when they were partnered with Dooku and everything like that, and like, oh we're gonna oh yeah we're constantly gonna, plotting yeah. behind his back yeah <laughs> yeah no that was that was interesting like the magic cursed him yeah. from across the galaxy. Yeah. That was Thousands awesome. Going to kill me. I love that. That was so cool. That was a great episode. On on the the kind of same side as that though, from what uh, you guys were talking about with the manipulation, one thing again, if they want to try and like uh, echo heir to the empire, one mm. thing I could see is you know Shin comes back having almost been abandoned, and Thrawn's like, "Cool, that was your test. Congratulations, you're my bodyguard now." Yeah, and so she fills in for Rook, and then you know he abandons her at some point. She comes back with a vengeance. I think yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Got, yeah, I feel like Balin is going to definitely sacrifice himself because like you know like why not bring her along. Well, because I have my my road is going to end with either releasing Abolith or like becoming the vested like the vessel for this like greater power. Yeah, greater power, mm. right? Because all the he wants is this greater air. power, but he doesn't say like specifically why. Like, it seems like he wants it to control yeah. the galaxy or or something. Um, and if this power is great enough, and it he has to sacrifice himself to be able to do this. Like he doesn't you keep thinking yeah. he's a Jedi at that point, though. I it could just be he just wants the power for himself, but like what to what end, though? Like, what's this power going to well, accomplish? For him? I mean, yeah, if, if it is Abolith, her power level is fucking horrible. That's what I mean, though. Like, I think we're getting to the point where we're gonna have to just see what happens this up- upcoming episode to kind of get yeah. like a full understanding of like what can we look forward to going forward with you know, Mando season four, Book of Boba season two, and I'm assuming there's going to be a Thrawn series. Like, I would be hard-pressed to say that there's not going to be, like, a Thrawn series, an Ahsoka season two, and something else to kind of help merge it into that movie eventually. Mm. Um, now that the writer's strike is done, I think everything can start kind of getting back into the swing of things with writing and whatnot. Yeah, that's true. At the same time, I don't mind if they take a break because no. the quality only goes up the longer you have to work on it we're gonna have yeah. a couple year break at this point now with tv mm-hmm. i think i think the next one we're gonna have is like end of 2024 beginning of 2024 or no I it's gonna be mid to end. 
I, I think the next <laughs> one is Skeleton Crew. <laughs> you have Skeleton Crew, Acolyte, yeah. and then Book of Boba. Mm. And Mando, I guess. But Yeah, there's a lot to we'll look forward to. to. Yeah. Any other last points for this episode? I thought the Night Troopers would be a little bit tougher. Oh, we, yeah. We didn't talk about um, the thing I sent you guys in the Discord. So I think it was Star Wars Explained went through a uh, oh, deep yeah, dive yeah. on the episode where um, like Sabine runs off with her wolf thingy and whatnot. And there was like a scene where Thrawn, Balin, Shin, and um, what's her name? Morgan are standing outside of this like temple structure thing. And the writing on it is like backwards um was it i can't remember the zepho yeah zepho script or whatever and they were talking it was talking about one of the um people like one of the sages the zepho sages that went basically went insane and like went dark side and all this stuff and then became the thing that basically tore the whole zepho society apart Mm. um from the jedi fallen order games and like maybe that is what like what turned him into the dark side and like kind of messed him mm. up and stuff like that was the thing on this planet because like why else put that here? Um, True. There's some really interesting. Well, are you saying stuff. why Balin is going? Because maybe that's the Zepho? yeah. Maybe he's like well, maybe he doesn't know anything about the Zepho, but like he goes in and finds what the Zepho found before, right? Or at least the Sage did. Mm. Um, There's also something interesting that he uh, stars explained talked about in the end credits of that episode or the first episode of Ahsoka when she was running into that temple with like the HK droids that came out and like fought her afterwards the pillars that are above the underground part where she goes down in the actual episode they were just kind of like standard pillars with some like script on it or whatever but in the concept mm. art it looks like there's like carvings of Zepho um, uh, agents and stuff in those pillars <laughs> which is really okay. cool because it's like okay well they're bringing that in which I was not expecting them to kind of bring into like the live action space. I thought yeah. it was just going to stay in the Jedi Fallen Order games and kind of. I, I thought they were just kind of like a game sort of thing. Yeah. But the fact yeah. that they're trying to tie them because they've we've already seen them in Bad Batch, and like we've, Did we we remember the big. We said it looked similar, but it wasn't like ever confirmed, right? And the crystals and everything like yeah. that. No, no, it, it definitely had inspiration. Enough, close enough to be like, why are we using them so much now? As Something's in like. You know, if, the if they were going to do something, because remember, there's that whole it's it's tabled for now, I guess, because of everything happening in Hollywood. Mm. But with the whole like movie for way back to be like the the Jedi before that, before, oh, the, before yeah, the schism, yeah, right, right? right? So it's just like, well, are you going to bring something like the Zepho in there? Because it would make mm. sense for them to be somewhere there if not even further like, i was gonna say like maybe they're like the recottons but we also got I, Rakat- exactly we also got the recottons in canon right i can't remember what series it was but they were mentioned um the recottons i think it was mando they were they were I mentioned think, or something I think like it's that mando yeah um they were talking about some sort of history and stuff with recottons but it's gonna be very interesting to see like how they pull in all these cool threads from the eu and then even bring in some new stuff like the zepho well because here's the thing, like, if they're doing that, it's just like you're you're almost bringing in too much now. Where it's just like it's still if, palatable. If, well, though. it's gonna clash because like if the Rakatan Empire was a thing, what the fuck were the Zepho doing? Oh no, the Zepho were before that, so it's just like or maybe they were afterwards, it, right? We there's, know there's what a, happened. There's a few thousand, like there's a thousand years or though, a couple thousand years in between. Because because it's it goes Rakata then Sith, no. So, but like I mean, the, like, the there's Sith still Empire room. And all that. Yeah, yeah, it would be too. Sh- yeah. It would be too short of a time between Mercada and Sith for Zepho to do a whole thing. I mean, if they're so just it would have society, to that. Like, if they're but not if the, the the primary power in the galaxy, if they're just like, a sage, like force sensitive sage group, basically had the whole galaxy from what we've been right, told, though. Right, right. So it's like it'd be for another group of force users to be there, and not do anything, and not be found by them. Is what would really hard to see. What could be interesting is if the Zepho were there first, and then, and then the Rakatans wiped them. That would be interesting. I'd like, I'd That'd like be very see agent or then, or something like that. Mm. But you, we're That'd be like tens of thousands go, years old because yeah. we have we've had those pockets that are all ex- more or less explained. Right How now, old so are the Rakatans? Like five thousand? More ten thousand, I think. Minimum. Also, I think it's. I think they show. I think they're actually referenced in Andor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That might have been it. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Comparing super weapons, I think. Yeah. Thirty-six thousand four hundred fifty-three BBY. 
And we don't really have a date for the Zepho. Yeah. And this was their... Yeah, that's true. The originated from the planet... This is... I don't know if this is canon. This is Legends. They originated from the planet Lehan or Lehan. Yeah. Um, mm. In the unknown regions, many years before yeah. thirty six thousand four hundred fifty three BBY, so it's like yeah. Jesus. This would so be this would be have, like forty thousand years ago. That's, forty to fifty. Yeah. That's insane, right? <laughs> we get that, that far back, but that's why it's right. such. I don't like them using it as like a a plot hole crutch thing mm. to just say Cepho so much because it's like you have to establish stop? them and their start. What we know in Fallen Order and all that stuff is just ruins and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And then you'd be like, oh, they're cool. Let's run with it. It's just like, what's their foundation? Mm. The Rakatan were cool because like, oh, shit, Rakatan. The fucking prison on Belsavis. Yes. The yeah. Rakatan prison. All this is everything like that. And it's lasted this long. Okay. So the Zepho didn't find that. I was like, what were they doing? They were clearly traveling because mm. they've got places all over. So what the hell? Like, yeah, it, it brings up more and more questions about them that exactly. nobody's answering. And and I could see certain things kind of answering that, where it's like, oh well, you know, from based off what we've seen, it's like, well, they shunned that sort of technology. They were like pure force pursuit, not mm. galaxy spanning empire. And no, they came ten thousand years instead of the forty thousand. So, yeah, but it's exactly that. It's like just take those steps when to explain how they fit in and everything. Mm. Because um, you need to, you need to explain how they were undetected, pretty much. Mm -hmm. by, if it's Rakatan times, how the hell the Rakata didn't find them? Sith Empire, mm -hmm. they still sp span basically the whole galaxy. So how did you not find them? Mm. How the Jedi not find? If you're such peaceful force loving, when the Jedi had their their lulls and their highs mm. and everything like that, how did they not come across you? Why are they only trying to discover you now? Mm. Like. Yeah, the the easiest answer I could think of is if they do something kind of similar to like the Reapers in Mass Effect, where it's like, oh, say in every five thousand, or or say like <laughs> uh, say say the Sith Empire like is the one who wiped out Zepho, and then it's like, okay, now that they're dead, wipe every trace. Well, of Well, sorry, the Zepho. I think I think in the games it was mentioned that they wiped themselves out from. Oh, sure, and the Dark and Side so Sage the, the thing, thing. Yeah, the thing you were talking about, where it's like, yeah, they they annihilate themselves through this, and yeah. then by the time the Sith Empire comes by to find them, it's like, what the hell is this? We'll figure it out at some point. So convenient. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, nobody ran into them. They kill themselves. <laughs> it's just like, well, so I mean, why are I they so important then? If to, that, That's another thing. It's just like, hmm. okay, so they wanted to this, they wanted to do all these things to kill themselves off because they did something stupid. So we're going to repeat the stupid? A Jedi? I mean, really? You're not learning from any fucking Teletubby logic at that point. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, to be fair, I'm, not, I'm trying times. not to hate them. Yeah. But the more and more, yeah, the more and more we talk about it, the more and more they seem Deus Ex Machina to a T. Because we don't know much really about them yet, right? I feel like if they kind of give us a well, little bit more information, and if we review the information we got from Jedi Fallen Order, because I don't remember much of it at all, um, I feel enough, like I feel like we'd have a little bit more understanding of like. Where do they begin? Where do they? Where do they like, end? Sure and enough, what was going on? The same on? thing happened with the Rakata, but they got in. They were shown across. They were shown across multiple. And and the multiple part is, I think, uh, I'm kind of cutting you off here, but also I think important to that because mm -hmm. the main thing with the Zepho right now is what we're saying. They're lacking information based off those games. Yeah. So coming in and having a source say, "Here is a definitive explanation on the Zepho." Then all of a sudden we can be like, cool. Now we can use this as a launching point. Um, right now like, they're kind of just flitting around with yeah, it. Yeah, I get it. But like everything, every time the Rakata have been brought up in a game, there's been more and more lore exposition on them. So like mm. Knights of the Knights of the Old Republic, yes, they're brought it and explained it in Starforge and everything. And they're that that's explained their home planets there. The Old Republic, they're dropped in again. But we we learn more and we learn more and we learn just how far it's they are and we learn mm. more. They're, they're brought up in a few things, but we're always learning more about them to the point where you can really tie things together. I just read through their wiki page quick. Mm -hmm. um, basically, um, the One Sage Kujet were yeah. the destruction of the Asteriums or Astriums. Um, mm -hmm. And basically staged like a massacre of all the re rebels of Zephos to like kind of quell his, his uprising as a dark... Because he's the Dark Lord. Yeah, one, the, yeah, well, the dark side user of the force or whatever for them um so basically he has he was uh entombed in the sarcophagus within the walls of a great temple in dathomir yep, um and 
basically the face uh, so the rest of the Zephonians that survived went into the unknown regions of the galaxy in hopes to find peace and that was the last apparently that we've we've heard of them on this is on the wiki alone so there might be other things that i just don't know of yet or that hasn't been added to that but that's kind of where we've left off with the zepho so they're not fully wiped out but a lot of them are gone yeah so they started they try to find a planet or somewhere to rest and here's my thing to here's my point to that a good way to bring them into the fold or at least some knowledge of them is with since we had the ascendancy books and everything like that the chiss are like the masters of un, of unknown region space pretty much like that everybody knows mm-hmm. about them everybody's heard them they patrol everything everything like that there's no way they wouldn't miss they there's no way because they have their own kind of special users and everything like that that the zepho would just be like not that we've heard of other force users sort of in that it's not a spoiler no don't worry. uh mm-hmm. in that in the unknown regions and stuff like that who could have brought something up like that too and yet nothing like it it's all i'm all for introducing new stuff but like properly right and when i say when i say properly i mean like well you introduced them cool what's their foundation we know cordova was looking for them and everything like that and all that survivor comes out hey what about the zephyr oh fuck them we're on to something new kind of Mm. thing is what we get it's just like no no we did the thing, but you you were the one going around the whole damn galaxy looking for them. Explain now. Give like I can sit here for half an hour and listen to you talk about it if you if it's gonna be the foundation we use for the whole rest of media and games and everything like that. Do it now. Yeah. No. We don't get that. We don't get they're just forgotten about. And then oh, here's a little thing here and a thing here, and they're just showing up everywhere, and it's just like, all right, cool. Imagine if Jedi just started showing up and I was like, What the fuck are these guys? Uh, they're mugs. The light weapon. How how they do? What force? I, I don't know. <laughs> they do. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just kind of, it's very lackluster. Mm-hmm. It's it's shock value and hey, look how cool that is right now. Versus we don't know a damn thing about these guys. So, Are we gonna get some explanation at some point? Interestingly enough, one of the game writers for Fallen Order was Matt mm. Machenovitz. If you remember him, when we we're going through Bad Batch and. If you look at Clone Wars and stuff, he was heavily like he was a writer on all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he directed, mm-hmm. I think, one of the episodes for Bad Batch. But mm-hmm. he was been working with Dave Filoni for like, I would say, better part of a decade um, mm-hmm. or more. And that's interesting to see that maybe like they're he's part of, you know, that kind of Dave Filoni mission universe thing. You know, that's kind of tying things together in a nice, neat bow, um, at least for the stuff that he's made. But yeah, I think that does it for the episode. Uh, let's Why? get because we went on a tangent for the Zepho and Ratakin for like half Ratatakas? an hour. Yeah. We have two red cards. I love what the Ratatas in Star Wars. Yeah, Ratatouille's great. I can't wait for Radicate. Oh my god, <laughs> Dark Radicate. I'm gonna hyperfang this podcast. A lowland Radicate. All right, the dark side Radicate. Welcome to the Outro Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, as always, if you've entered our giveaway for a five-year anniversary, thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Every follow, every retweet, every post, every like, every comment on anything that we have on social media helps with people finding the podcast. And if you've submitted uh, voicemails or uh, text uh, comments and stuff like that that we've read on the podcast over the last five years, thank you so much. We really do appreciate it because it helps us kind of see the community and get different perspectives on the podcast as well. And uh, with that said, Ed, how can the people contact us as you're just in despair from the soccer match? Sorry, yes, football you, match, my bad. Football. football. You can find us over at voiceforce.com if you miss any of this or from the four. Um, by email, you can contact us at connect at voiceforce.com. We're on social media, so that's Twitter, Instagram, and Threads. We're at, at or I guess X instead of Twitter, whatever you want to call it. We are at Voice Force Pod on all those platforms. Any retweets, reposts, anything like that, just like Dan said, we really do appreciate it, and they do help. So we really appreciate it. And please listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and all major podcast platforms. If you do leave us a five-star review and a comment, it does help with visibility, so the next person you tell about the podcast will find us that much easier. 
and you can subscribe for free to find the latest episode as soon as it releases. We're on Twitch. Don't forget twitch.tv slash voice force gaming. That'll be Tuesdays and Fridays so far. Once Dan gets Baldur's Gate 3, that might be a different day as well. Too. <laughs> I was looking at getting Armored Core potentially at the like after that I get the new GPU. It just looks so much fun. It just looks so much fun. And is it multiplayer? I don't think it is. It's not like you can no, jump no, in no, with no. two people. No, there's, okay. there's an arena. We can, I think, we, yeah, it's... we can fight each other. Yo, that's, that's insane. That would be so much I'm down. fun. Uh, I'm down. Can you do three oh, people? Oh, I'm used to the speed. Can you do... uh, free, free for all, I like, think. It's like you can have multiple people in one arena, or is yeah, it just yeah. two? Yeah, there, there's a team fight that looks insane. I think uh, oh my god, this is going to be so stupid. I tried one of them, and it's literally just, I don't know what's happening. I'm firing all of my weapons. Oh, I exploded. Yeah. Also, when I get the new GPU, I'm looking at doing uh, a stream of my playthrough of Vader Immortal. Um, if I can figure out how, how to do that. So if that's possible, I definitely will do that. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of fun to be had on that uh, on the Twitch channel. And we've had a few more um, viewers recently and people following I've been seeing. So Ooh. good work with that, Noma. I, I really yeah, uh, think that it helps kind of bridge the gap between... Uh, you know, the gaming portion of our interests and the Star Wars interests and people kind mm. of finding that too. But uh, with that being said, thank you both. And remember, Ezra doesn't use a lightsaber anymore. He's just Aang. This be the Bolkan Jedi way. Yeah, this is, this is Aang, the last airbender. Ezra, the <laughs> last airbender. Last force bender. Two players, two players, two red cards. <laughs> I'm going to leave this part in. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me? How do you get two... I was gonna say, how, how, yeah, was gonna say, how do you fuck up seconds. that? Hard. You need an Uno reverse card, guys. That's what you need. Jesus Christ.